0: From Out of the Underbrush. Oh, what is that? Bobcat. Wow.
1: Bob kitten, actually.
0: Wow, that's my first bobcat in the wild, then. Oh, really? Yeah. A bobcat. How cool is that? Just running around the sanctuary and was five feet away. Oh. Just everyday life here, Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. This is Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I am David C. Guggenheim. The Closure. The Bush Wildlife Sanctuary was closed for eight weeks when COVID-19 made its presence known. How does that affect a nonprofit that makes most of its money from grants and donations, a lot of which are small donations, from those who bring their families, their kids there? And people just go there to be at peace to be with nature what happens when that all just stops
1: it's weird here now because since we've been closed so much some of the animals are really enjoying no people <laughs> and Can other you tell oh yeah oh definitely
0: that's amy kite she's the executive director of bush wildlife sanctuary
1: for instance we have A sibling who's a bobcat, there's three of them And when it's really busy around here They're just overwhelmed by it all And then now that we've been closed They're running around the yard, so excited But then you have our otter, Charlie He loves the interaction So for him, it's just like Every person that walks by, he's like Hey, look at me! Because he's just like, he's a clown, just a class clown
0: On today's podcast, we'll also be meeting One very special permanent resident His name is Stu Stu Stew art stu Beef stew. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that stew. Not the one from the hit movie Minions and Despicable Me. No, I'm talking about this stew. A duck. A black-bellied, whistling duck.
1: Stew! <coughs> Loves interaction. Stew! Everybody... They get all excited and people come around. Stewie the Whistling Duck, the unofficial oh, mascot of bush wildlife. Oh! Yes, that's ah, Stew. Ah,
0: a mascot. What could a duck possibly do to become an unofficial mascot of bush? We'll find that out about Stew and a lot more.
1: We just released our, our Stew Fan Club t-shirts, actually. And it's, oh. been, our, it's been our hottest seller.
0: The first day of the closure, what, what was that like coming here?
1: weird it was really weird coming here at first i mean the staff generally gets in somewhere between seven thirty or to 9 a.m so that seemed normal but then 10 a.m rolls around and we normally open the doors and you've got story time going on and you've got animal encounters and we have our youth volunteers we have just our volunteers we see all volunteer activity all of a sudden they're gone it was weird it just it seemed empty I'd be lying if I didn't say the first week, though, was kind of nice as far as getting things done. Because sometimes if we want to pressure wash something or paint something, oh, we're open to the public today, we can't section that area off. So that was kind of nice, you know? It was like, oh, we're getting some things done. But then as it it rolled on, it was just really like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, are we ever going to see people again?
0: When I was there with Amy, Bush was empty. A few staffers would be in and out, but few and far between. When most of your staff is telecommuting, handlers are off doing things with the animals, and educators now doing Facebook groups, continuing to engage the community free of cost, offering educational videos for families dealing with their children at home because of the quarantine. Keeping a nonprofit running, you have to do things like those Facebook Lives. But you also have to do things that keep you not only in the minds of your patrons, but also in their hearts. And that's what they did with this, they called it the Gratitude Parade. Hello. We'll
1: do anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, there's someone as as an animal there. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is the executive director of Bush, Amy Kite, out there on the side of a road, dressed as a giraffe with her husband, also dressed as an animal, and the entire team of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary all on the side of the road, waving signs, waving wild animals to the people of Palm Beach County who have come out to be thanked by Bush Wildlife for the tremendous support during COVID-19, during the quarantine. We want to thank the community for supporting us while we were closed. And that's huge because this sanctuary can't function without the public. That's Sonny, a volunteer at the sanctuary. And there were easily hundreds of cars that had come out packed with kids and families, to show their support of Bush. But not only that, they were there to be shown thanks by Amy, her crew, and their animals. I miss you, Noodle. I've missed you so much for the last eight weeks. Noodle, as strange as it may sound, is a almost three-foot-long alligator held by Scott the Volunteer here. Yeah, and besides working inside, we do rescues, and that's been called off, too, because we were getting calls and going out three, four, five times a week, sometimes twice a day. And that was called off, too, and it's hard. (laughs) We miss these critters. Oh, yeah, it's that music again. You know, it's Stu, Stu the Black-Bellied Whistling Duck. Well, I had a chance to spend some quality time with Stu, and I have to tell you, for a whistling duck, I couldn't get him to whistle. Can you hear that? He's chirping. He's clearly chirping. Now, Amy has told me that he whistles for people. But that's a chirp. So what was it like for Amy to shut down the Bush Sanctuary for the very first time? What was that like on a personal level? It's
1: heartbreaking. It really was. I didn't think it was going to affect me the way it did. Um, And I actually kind of, in retrospect, I was completely wrong in this situation, but I kind of fought with our chairman of our board. I didn't want to close. Our founding director said that the sanctuary, Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, was always meant for animals and humans. And in the time that I've been here in 16 years, the amount of people we've come across who have gone through traumatic things in their life and came to the sanctuary in that capacity is overwhelming. So to say I'm going to take that away during what seemed to me to be a very important time when people needed nature and they needed somewhere to escape to and to feel like everything was normal and I was going to close it off... I didn't like it at all. I mean, I argued. Within a day or so of him calling me, I mean, the entire country was shutting everything down. So, I mean, we were definitely right in doing such, but from a a heartbreak standpoint, I hated it.
0: I had an opportunity to go to Bush Wildlife while it was closed, while it was sectioned off from the public. And while it was a great tour, private, personal tour, it was strange to be there without any people and hardly any staff. Good. Good. Welcome. <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. hi. <laughs> I know, it's it's, weird. I'm... It's really weird. Here, come on. It was weird coming to the sanctuary to do this interview. You're there standing in nature, surrounded by wild animals. So, what are these snakes? Reptile? Yep, snake
1: house. Yep, we've got venomous and non venomous. <laughs> my assumption would be the snakes are probably the happiest that there's nobody around <laughs> really? honestly yeah the reason for that is so snakes don't have ears they don't have a sense of hearing mm-hmm. instead it's uh, vibration is how they sense things so even though we have all the different signs don't tap on the glass whatever people look away kids boom 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 you know like oh stop but that vibration i'm sure still affects them right you know no matter how much we try to limit that kind of activity, I think they've probably really enjoyed just not having that excess vibration of of people coming up and looking at them and and tapping on the glass.
0: So today I've come back to talk about stew. Yes. And I love stew. (laughs) But for a whistling duck, I got a lot of chirping.
1: (laughs) You have to make kind of obnoxious sounds to uh-huh. really get him to whistle. And well, if that's you want, why I can go out and do those obnoxious I'm, sounds. I, I'm
0: coming to you because I need to get a whistle. <laughs> you need to get a whistle. I need to bag. get a whistle. You hear
1: the whistle? Stew! Woo!
0: So that's the whistle. That's the whistle. Okay.
1: That's why I kind of stopped us here a little bit away while right. we're still chatting. Right. That's how you. If you stand right on him, you don't get the whistle. When you're a little bit further away. Aha. Uh-huh. Now you can't get him to stop. Hear him because he knows we're over here. Yeah. Stupid.
0: Well, that's interesting because anybody who might be standing around us might be wondering, like, what animal is she speaking to? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. We get it all the time, and it's funny because now that he's been with us for a couple of years, and the staff all kind of call him whatever, we'll have visitors who are. You know, trying to mimic us. Right. As horrible as that is. <laughs> right. Stu's story is uh, Stu came into us as a juvenile. So, you know, a teenager, if you will. Just about old enough to be on his own, but still on the young side. And somebody had found him as a baby and actually raised him, which is very impressive, honestly.
0: But you can't keep a black bellied whistling duck in captivity. They're a protected species. Stu was sent to the sanctuary where he was raised with other ducks, including another whistling duck. And after a time they thought maybe, just maybe, if he hadn't been too habituated, maybe he could be released.
1: That weekend on Saturday, I was here at work and I was on Facebook and I see a posting and I see on Jupiter Farms residence page that they're having a garage sale and somebody's pet duck is here walking around the garage sale. No, 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 it's not. That's, that's our duck.
0: Stu evaded capture that day, but it didn't last long.
1: Because the following day, here at the sanctuary, we got a phone call from the church and the farms stating that there was a duck following everybody right into services. <laughs> so we were able to go out, pick up Stew pretty easily, and at that point we deemed him too habituated to go back out in the wild again. And so he began his career here as an ambassador.
0: Stu is now a happy member of the Bush Wildlife team of ambassadors who interact with children, parents, and wildlife enthusiasts. And he is among 200 other comrades at the sanctuary who are educating us, teaching us more about the wildlife that live here in Florida. But the strain of the closure didn't go away when Bush Wildlife reopened its doors. No, the struggle to keep it open, to keep the animals accessible to the public... Continuing the rescues and rehabilitations that they have always done throughout the entire quarantine, the struggle to keep it all going continues next time on episode two, the reopening. For more information on Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, go to Bushwildlife.org. If you need to reach the sanctuary for any reason, including finding an injured animal, you can call 561 575 So the next time you find yourself at Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, go and find Stu. Ask a handler and say hello to him. Like this. Stu! And if you can, maybe pick up a Stu t-shirt. More to come next time on Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I am David C. Guggenheim. Don't waste it. This has been a production of SomeoneTalked Media.com.